This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1-800-951-0592 or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast for Monday, November the 14th, 2016. Patriot Radio News Hour, Monday, November 14th. Thank you so much for joining us. My name's Homer Lopez. What do we do? The physical delivery of gold and silver. It's as easy as giving us a call at 1-800-951-0592. The lovely Wendy's here today to take your phone calls, answer your questions, walk you through your order. Or you can go check us out online at allamericangold.com. It's as easy as point and click. Not only can you look at the products and order online, but you can get the news to disturb the... We don't tell you what to think, but we certainly give you something to think about. Again, this show is brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group and its CEO. He's the man who does all the research. He grinds it out all week long to make sure you're in the know. His name's Joe Jaquin, and he delivers economics with attitude. Joe, how are you on this Monday? Happy, happy Monday. I'm in the- but decent mood. Uh, it is still way too warm here. Unbelievably it, it, warm. It's starting right? to get me a little. And don't get me wrong. It is beautifully fantastic. It's gorgeous here. It, it's amazing. And if you were out last night, did you see that moon? They say that the moon is getting closer to the Earth. It was the closest it's been in like a really long time. I know that. I just tell you, it looks so big. You can. I stayed it. inside because that kind of stuff. You know. I don't know, mate. You know, believe there, it, don't believe it. You're a tinfoil hat right. wearing wacko. It does something to people. So no, no, no. We were we were home for the evening. Uh, the Cardinals won, albeit closer than we would have liked. But uh, we'll take a win. It's the only football game I saw all weekend, and even that, I'll admit, didn't really watch the whole thing. Well. You have a busier life than most with your boys in the weekends uh, maybe, and basketball and all that stuff and coaching. And, and I apologize. The online ordering still not up yet. I, I know I keep telling you it's going to be. It's, it's, we, we thought about going back to the old way, but I just figured, you know what, let's tough it out. I think we're going to get it. I know we're going to get it. I, I think we're, we're right there. We're right there from having that back up. Uh, meantime, you'll have to call in order. Uh, buy on these dips. Buy these dips. Uh, you're going to be happy about it. Uh, the we'll talk today about the euphoria that has gone on in Wall Street. Really, a very, very strong move in the dollar. And we're going to talk about that today. Talk about what the Chinese have done before. Uh, President-elect Trump gets into office and uh, a bunch of other things we're going to talk about. We're also going to, I'm going to fill in the blanks today because someone filled them in for me, so now I can fill them in for you as to why the government lies about the budget deficit. I'll actually tell you the things that they they don't count. How about that? I, I'm, I'm right. I await. How about that? All right. So we're gonna we're gonna uh, get the other part of the budget deficit today, and uh, a few other things as well. Uh, uh, but you know, it, you 
told me something and actually physically showed me proof. And I've lived in this state coming up on, uh, gosh, coming up almost three decades here in a few more years. And I never knew it. But apparently there is, and I'll use the word lake, and I'll let you, maybe, is it a big pond or is it no, an it's a lake? In Prescott, there's two of them. There's two of them. Yeah. In fact, I think there's more than two of them. But uh, my wife and I, we celebrated our 28th anniversary. 28? 28 years we've been married. Uh, we were children. Your wife is going to heaven. Yeah. She's... You, on the other hand, I'm not so sure. No, no, no. I'm just telling you we're blessed because of her. But I'll just tell you this. Uh, 28 years. So we spent the day up in Prescott at Lake Watson. Lake Watson. Watson. And, and what I'll tell you is there's boulders and rocks and the scenery is gorgeous. And we went on a five-mile hike. Uh, we spent the day in Prescott. Maybe that's why I don't know about it. Well, there, um, listen, you don't have to hike. You don't. There's parks all around this Wait, lake. Wait, you could drive to it? You drive right up to it. You drive. You didn't drive right up to we it. We drove right up and then jumped oh, on you, a trail. Oh, I, I thought you parked the car and had to walk two and a half miles to get to the lake. No, no. You can drive right up to the lake itself. And I will tell you, beautiful. It was a beautiful day on Saturday. I mean, were people in it? Can you go in it there or was, no? There were people. You know, have you ever seen those people that look like they're on a surfboard with paddles? And they're, they're, oh, they paddleboard. They, 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 not the paddleboard. With the, with no, the, no, no. They're standing and they're hoeing. They're, they're oh, yeah, holding, they're paddleboarding. They're paddleboarding yeah. Yeah, yeah. on this gorgeous lake. And you can actually see in the rocks where the lake has receded some, you know, yeah. the, the discoloration and everything. And then, I, you know, when you drive there and it's off of Highway 89, if you're heading south out of Prescott towards Cottonwood, I'm sorry, that's north, it, you, you've got two lakes to choose from. One's Walcott and the other one's Watson. I could be wrong on the Walcott, but, but they're beautiful. Who knew? Who, you know what? Who my, knew? My son said, have you guys been to this place? He went on a hike with his friends, and so we said, let's go check it out. And we had a wonderful day in uh, in Prescott. And now I have no excuse because I was like, oh, that's another thing I'm not going to see because I'm not walking two and a half miles to see something. I mean, I don't know what – I'm trying to think in my mind. I, I will tell you this. What would it have to be for them to say, hey, you've got to walk two and a half miles there and then two and a half miles back? I'm just – no. I, I don't know. It has, to be, it has to be something really good. Yeah, no. You, but you can you, drive right to you it. You can drive right to the lake. And let me just tell you, because you play in basketball tournaments all over, yeah. you'll play in one up there in Prescott, or you'll have a you got to go see it. And, it, and it's really it close to the center of town. My life is going to get, uh, and I say worse, and everyone says you'll miss it when it's over and all that stuff. But uh, I had like a two- or three-week window where I kind of had some weekends. Yeah, those, those are gone now. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll get to the news next. Hey, welcome back. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour. I just want to make a correction. I said Lake Walcott. That's incorrect. That's a lake from my hometown in Rupert. <laughs> But there's Lake Watson. You were close. I was close. There's Lake Watson, where my wife and I hiked this weekend. Then there's Link Lake. And then there's Goldwater Lake up there in Prescott. There may be more, but those are the three I found online, just to make sure before I get emails and phone calls about that's not a, there's not a lake. There's not a lake. Walcott. No, no, you're right. I'm not. That's not there. Anyway, welcome back to the show, everybody. Joe, how you doing? All right. Now that we've uh, covered your nature for the week, uh, the U.S. government, you know, and I've been, it's been a mystery. As I 
as I say, every month they, they come out with the budget deficit numbers, and every year they tell you how much debt we went into. And for years I've been telling you how they just lie. Yes, you have been. Right? They're, They're just, just liars. It's not the right number. Right? That's the number they want you to believe that it is. But the actual deficit rises, in, at least lately, considerably more than what they tell you about. In the last 10 years, that number, the difference between what they said and what was real, was over $3 trillion. So it's not, it's not like it's a rounding error. Well, we just rounded up. Yeah. What's $300 billion a year amongst friends? So um, they released the, the revenue and spending numbers for the month of October. So the first year of the fiscal month, and I know that, that those of you that listen to us a long time, you understand that technically, from just a fiscal standpoint, the federal government, it's 2017 even though we still got, what, five, seven, eight weeks left of 2016. Fiscal year 2017 started October the 1st. In the month of October, the 31 days that comprise that month, federal tax revenue set an all-time record high for the month of October. Now, for any month, but for the month of October, the government took in two hundred twenty-one billion six hundred and ninety-two million dollars in October. They said that was uh, more than last year's number, more than any other number uh, collected in October. It was six point seven billion dollars more than in twenty sixteen. Unfortunately, voice cracked there. Unfortunately for us, the government said that wasn't quite enough as they spent $265,884,000,000 or went into hock by over $44 billion in the month of October. So we're already off to a, a rousing start. Says that the government collected. $1,459 on average for every person who had some form of a job in the month of October. So it didn't matter if you worked two hours or 80 hours. If you had a job in October, the government collected $1,459 for every person that had a job. Now, some of that was business revenue, right? It wasn't just all from us, but nonetheless. And it said that the uh, $44 billion is the amount of the deficit, so they added another $291 in deficit spending for each person that had a job. Or essentially, they're, they're spending almost $1,800 Per job in government. But think about that. Think about everybody that has a job. And then say the government spends 1800 bucks a month, a month, 
Of course, October is not one of the bad months. And every person that has a job, and you really, it's almost hard to fathom, isn't it? You can't put your your your, your, your mind, mind our, our our small little minds aren't able to wrap our heads around that. You know, you just go out to lunch and you look at everybody that that's in the restaurant eating, and you go eighteen hundred dollars, eighteen hundred dollars, eighteen hundred eighteen hundred, right? And you're thinking, how is this possible? What could we? What are we spending? It? <laughs> right? When you really think about it. And and I finally found the answer. When we talk about the national debt, I've always wanted to know what is the other. In other words, you know, like, what did they say the number was? $590 billion for 2016, right? But the real number was $1.4 trillion. And of that, $300 billion was a government shenanigans thing. That's a big gap. But what was it? Most people think the national debt as a huge amount of money. Of course, that's what it is, right? Huge amount of money that the government owes. And really, does the government owe it? Or does the taxpayer owe it? Who really owes it? Fair question. Right? Obviously, we owe it. The taxpayer owes it. It grows every year because of the budget deficit. Now, this is a horribly written article already. It doesn't grow every year because of the budget deficit. It grows every year because we like to spend more money than we take in. We just happen to call it the budget deficit. But, hey, you know, it's the Washington the Washington paper, so what can I do? And it says, which is the amount of new money the government has to borrow to maintain current spending level? And really, it's the creation of debt, and that's how money gets formed, so technically that part of it is true. But the national debt is growing much more quickly than that. Over the last decade, the debt has expanded by more than $3 trillion beyond the sum of the government budget deficits over the same period. Exactly what I've been talking about. If you add up what they say the number is, but then you actually go and you look at the size of the deficit, or you know, how much did the deficit grow from one year to the next? There's this big gap. And the gap now is averaging $300 billion a year. But I'm going to tell you this, it's getting bigger, right? The last five or six years were, well, I'll tell you, the last five years were much bigger than the first five years. And it said that in most years, the government reported budget deficits is considerably lower than the actual growth in the national debt. Now, they didn't give an example of a year where that didn't happen. 
So I'm not sure about that because it says in most years, in fact, the government's reported budget deficit is lower than the actual growth in the national debt. I would have said every year the government understates the size of the national debt. This article didn't go that far. They just said in most years. I would love an example where that was. I would love for them had given me an example where that wasn't true. They just haven't provided it. They didn't provide it. Right. But somebody is either too lazy to do all the research or said, hey, I'll just say it like this, and that way I know it'll be fine. Just weeks ago, the Treasury Department reported a $587 billion budget deficit for the fiscal year. But according to the government's own website that tracks the U.S. debt to the penny, and I don't know how close it is, but it tracks the debt, the actual debt grew by about $1.4 trillion. Now, that's a big difference. Here's what we do know. We did have this little debt ceiling issue. Now, Congress, and this goes back decades now, Congress was getting worried that, you know what, we, we're we getting a little carried away with deficit spending. You know, you think back to the 70s and the 80s, Right? And especially really after 71, all of a sudden we started running these deficits. So they, they decided that they needed to set this debt ceiling. Okay, This is a way for them to say, hey, let's call a timeout here. And let's, let's make sure everything's okay. Right? Let's make sure that we're not going too crazy with this debt spending. And it's called the debt ceiling. For all of the 80s and the 90s, this was more of just a game. Can I ask you something? Yeah. Is this the same as the fiscal cliff? Same thing. Right? Same thing. Ceiling, cliff, either way. Ceiling and cliff. Either way, something's really high, and when the bottom falls out, right, you're going to fall really far. So you've got a ceiling and a cliff. Yeah, but also, wasn't there a time earlier this year where they uh, just stopped counting? Well, this is what happened. This is what, this happened, is what right? we're talking about. So when you get to this ceiling, Congress has to approve more spending. Now, the, the sad part is, is even when they get to the ceiling, they just pass a little law that says, hey, by the way, we can keep spending. Until we figure out, until we officially raise it, we can keep spending. But what happens while they're, quote-unquote, at the ceiling? Even though they're still spending, they just don't report on it. So during 2016, they went through, I want to say it was like eight, nine months of this. And then when they finally said, okay, we revoted and we raised the debt ceiling... That was $300 billion of the difference. So in other words, that $300 billion should have been in 2050. 
So if you took $300 billion off, you still had, they said, $589, $589 billion. But the number, the real number was still $1.1 trillion without the debt ceiling issue. So the big question is, what was the other $500 billion? And now the, I guess the number they don't talk about is almost as big as the number they actually tell us about. Right. I mean, shake your head. It's not like it's like a little number. Hey, well, it was only forty or fifty billion. No, it was five hundred billion dollars. So they say that the government budget deficit—that there's a fundamental reason why the national debt is growing faster than the government's annual budget deficit. And the answer, the budget deficit is not the only way the national debt grows. See, so simple of an answer. Hey, we can add more debt without calling it a national budget deficit, and therefore, ergo, everything's fine. Patriot Radio News Hour, we'll be back after the break. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast from Eagle Forum, a national volunteer organization founded by Phyllis Schlafly in 1972 and continuing to uphold her legacy by honoring family values, opposing radical feminism, and representing a traditional, conservative perspective in our nation's capital. Now from the Eagle Forum studios, here's Ryan Haidt. The Farmer's Almanac predicts a cold winter for the continental United States beginning later this year. That's bad news for the millions of Americans who strain to pay their energy costs. But the good news is that energy prices have declined since 2014, thanks to the expanded production and particularly the use of hydraulic fracturing, better known as fracking. Fracking consists of drilling into a rock layer to create new openings to extract forms of energy, such as shale gas. The term fracking is based on how rock is fractured by a high-pressure mixture of sand, water, and chemicals in order to release the trapped gas. Fracking has grown from virtually no production two decades ago to annually producing roughly half the total volume of crude oil in the United States. Fracking has resulted in the largest increase in oil production by the United States in our history. Some states, such as New York, continue to prohibit fracking, but where it is allowed, it has given a boost to the local economy, as in neighboring Pennsylvania. New York and Pennsylvania share a border that is more than 200 miles long, which may surprise many who don't know their geography. On the New York side of that border, energy production by fracking is prohibited, while on the southern Pennsylvania side, it's allowed. As a result, between 2008 and 2014, the wage and salary income in Susquehanna County, Pennsylvania, rose by a whopping 47%, while the increase in income was only 4% across the border in Delaware County, New York. Overall, average salaries grew by 41% on the Pennsylvania side, compared with a mere 14% on the New York side. The increased production for these fossil fuel energy sources brings down prices for all forms of energy, including wood and even solar energy, because they need to remain price competitive. With the prediction that the upcoming winter will be colder than usual, 
all of us nationwide can be grateful for the increased energy production that will help keep costs low when it's frigid outside. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report. You can attend many courses on America's most pressing issues taught by conservative professors, authors, and leaders at a prestigious university free of charge. At Eagle Forum University, choose any class and work at your own pace right from your home computer. Just go to eagleforum.org. That's eagleforum.org and click on University. And thanks for listening to the Phyllis Schlafly Report. So in case you're waiting for the official reason, the budget deficit is not the only way the national debt grows. See? Listen, I don't know. You would think that that's what, what the, it was that they were checking. But you see, now that I know, oh, well, we never really were tracking how the na- the national debt. No, no, no. We were just tracking this thing that we call the budget deficit. And shame on you guys if you thought that was the same thing. Because, listen, we can spend money and not have it be on the deficit. And therefore, ergo, you know, hey, sorry. So what are these items that aren't included on the deficit? So what you're saying is uh, ignorance is not a defense, just like in crime. Oh, I didn't know that was against the law. Oh, gee, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Ignorance sorry, is not officer. a defense. It's not a defense. And that's what, you know what, I was ignorant because I thought that's what they, what they were actually, you know, they make this big deal. So just think about this. If we actually had balanced the budget, and I guess this is this is the answer to those, I think it was two years under Clinton where they said there was a budget surplus. They did say right? that. They, they said there was That's a budget. the last but, time we had a surplus. But the national debt still went up. This is the answer to that. This is how they've done it. The budget deficit encompasses a discrete set of borrowing decisions. Well, I'm glad they're discrete. And is still far and away the main reason behind the growth of the debt. Okay, It's pretty close now, though. <laughs> uh, at least in 2016, that number got real close. But the other means of borrowing that are not included in the budget deficit are significant, okay? Well, at least they say that it's a significant number. And they give the last 10 years where the budget deficits, the ones that they report, totaled $7.9 trillion. The actual number was $11 trillion. That's a little over $3 trillion difference. So what what is the main thing? There's two main drivers of the difference. One is a group of decisions related to federal lending. 
which often includes things like student loans, mortgage programs, and other federal credit programs. And I'm like, wait a minute, you set up these programs that essentially you allow people to borrow money from the taxpayer, but you don't count that as debt. And then I start thinking about, well, why count anything as debt then? Right? If you're going to give out money to people, and I guess in this case, that you're not, uh, and I don't know that the student loans, they give it to the college, right, in the for the person. And uh, some of these student loans, I know they give the money right to the kids and they can spend it however they want. But nonetheless, they don't count that. And they said that uh, the federal government is seeing some big jumps. In 08 and 09, just the programs for the student loans and money and mortgage programs added $300 billion plus a year. It also was over $300 billion in 2014. Uh, They didn't say exactly how much that number was this year. But they said another less covered, but equally important factor is intra, I-N-T-R-A, intra-government holdings. <laughs> These, this is my favorite one. The intra-government holding, which is money the government borrows from itself most frequently in the form of borrowing from the Social Security Fund. Now, here's the funny thing about this borrowing. They actually spend the money and borrow it from the fund. Then they spend it again and call it intra-government holding. So they actually spend it twice. Intra sounds like a made-up word. (laughs) Doesn't it? I mean, intra, okay, what are we going to call it? This is debt, and and this is how, let me, and I'm going to show you why I'm right about this. You can't buy this debt, because it actually doesn't, there's no money behind it. We borrowed it from the money that we borrowed, right? They double borrowed it, and that's why they they call it a non-marketable security which essentially is a funny way of we just made stuff up out of thin air to make it look better. Doesn't that sound like, uh, can you use last month's house payment to cover this month's house payment? The, the same check? You know, just, just intra, intra-homer payment. Yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it just sounds like ridiculous money management. And it says that uh, conservatives, now just conservatives, I want you to know this. It's not anybody else, just the conservatives. They've criticized this form of borrowing. (laughs) Those evil conservatives, since it's essentially the government borrowing from itself to fund deficit spending. We're going to borrow the money that we borrowed to fund the money that we borrowed. 
But it continues to happen anyway. Ten years ago, total intra-government holdings was $3.7 trillion. As of the end of 2016, which was September 30th, the number stood at $5.4 trillion. So of the three-plus trillion dollars that they've lied to us about, over half of it is this, where we're borrowing money from what we already borrowed to offset the money that we borrowed. And we call it intra-government lending. See? Perfectly good. We took one non-marketable security and borrowed against the another unmarketable security and then uh, added it to the debt, but you don't need to worry about it. Don't worry, because there's non-marketable securities in that trust fund. Uh, it, everything's good. Page of the Radio News Hour. I guess now we know the rest of the story. up again a printing press i mean you think about what's what's happened since trump has won the election we've had a huge rally matter of fact the dollar got back to i think it touched a hundred today you know i think if i i met mark cuban today i might point in his face and laugh <laughs> listen again i cuban's one of those guys who made a lot of money way too early didn't really have to do a whole lot Right, give him tons of credit. Super smart guy was one of those first guys that probably understood the internet better than anybody else, right? And capitalized on it. And so, when you don't have really struggle early in your, what I'll call your professional career, you end up like Mark Cuban. I got a lot of money, so listen to me. Right, right, listen to me. And by the way, you know. Free everything for everybody, right? Because he doesn't understand how hard it really is. And and give him credit, he's lucky. Zuckerberg, same way, right? Same thing, right? Bill Gross, Steve Jobs, right? All those same thing. They didn't have to really work for it. Not not to, and, and and let me be fair, not to say they didn't work for it. They were geniuses. They are geniuses. But they went up to the bat and hit a home run at the, on the very first pitch. And then they just built it all on momentum and, uh, and exciting products. There you go. There you go. Well, I don't know about Cuban. I mean, I know, you know, obviously uh, Facebook and Zuckerberg and, and Microsoft with Gross. Well, his product Apple. was uh, sports radio through the Internet. Yeah. Right? So, right. And then he sold that to NBC. I mean, he turned Look, it he into just got millions started, you know what? Millions. I'll give him credit on this. He sold it before. It was brought. Be, before all of it, because now what? Everybody does it now. Right. 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 I mean, he just made a min on it. I think it was broadcast.com. So, his website. The, uh, nonetheless, according to the CBO, the Congressional Budget Office, and we know, right, the, these guys, they, they are Kool-Aid drinkers. They, they give, and really, to be fair to them, they only can score or tally or project numbers that are given to them. In other words, they're not actually 
meeting to decide, hey, what number should you, for the next 10 years, what number should we use to project, right? These numbers are given to them, and then they say, okay, well, based on the numbers you gave us, whether they're good, bad, or indifferent, here it is. The national debt, so that's the small number, the national debt. The budget deficit, I guess, that's the small number. It's going to be a trillion dollars by 2024. And I'm telling you that it's going to be much earlier than that. Now, if 2016 resembles what we are going to see, where essentially the number they told us about and the actual number is about 50-50, right? 589 and 500, right? It's close to 50-50. Then you'll see, as I keep saying, hey, by 2020, we're going to be running $2 trillion budget deficit. Well, the national debt is going to grow by $2 trillion a year. They'll probably just say it's still a trillion. You know, but what's the difference? And then you think about what's happened since Trump has won. Now remember, gold was what twelve sixty, right before the election, ballpark somewhere in there twelve sixty. And then the night of the election, gold went up like seventy bucks. Yeah, I right? think I saw it at thirteen thirty. Yeah, right. And then by the time we got on the air, gold was up maybe 10 or $15, and by the end of the day, gold essentially, when it closed at Tuesday, it closed at Wednesday. In about, other words, about 12 60 Yeah, didn't move. And then over the course of the next several days, you know, Thursday and Friday, uh, so, well, maybe not today now, we'll get to that in a minute, gold is gone from 12 60 it's currently at twelve hundred and eighteen dollars. It's down six to right now, uh, and that that's kind of significant because it was down a whole lot more than that earlier today. Uh, almost got, uh, I think it was twelve oh five, twelve oh six. Almost got to twelve hundred, uh, but right now it's down six at twelve hundred and eighteen dollars. And the biggest reason at least so far, as we're starting to try to digest what it is that's happening, is Trump the builder, right? Trump the builder, and I say that in a good way. He's going to spend money. He is going, one of the first things that they say that he is going to do is essentially he's going to increase the debt. And I think he should. And I say that not for, and let me tell you why, because if he wants to ride the populist wave, we're going to have to spend even more money. Which, as I, like I said, I don't think it really matters, Trump or Clinton, all of this is going to be very, very bullish longer term for gold. Very bullish. And now they're talking about the inflation word again. Matter of fact, I don't know if you've seen the 10-year note. It, it, it's so funny, historically still super cheap, but it's like two, 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 three, right? Which we know as the as the 
U.S. Treasury notes rise. As the rates rise, it also does what? That also makes the debt more expensive, right? It raises the national debt. On top of the fact that Trump's going to be spending more money to raise the national debt. And then you've got the Federal Reserve meeting coming up in a few weeks, I think three or four weeks, where they're expected to raise to the half percent level. And so we've got this little wave of strengthening dollars. And we're going to talk about the wave of the strengthening dollar and what the Chinese have done just since the election. Welcome back. Patriot Radio News Hour. Hey, how's your Monday going? I'll just tell you one thing. It's still just the most beautiful place to be this time of year in Phoenix, Arizona. I'm just telling you, I'm, I'm starting to see the weather, uh, the temperatures drop across the country. But here in Phoenix, we manage to maintain. I'll tell you what, the one thing that doesn't stop is that spending. Spending doesn't that, stop. That, that spending doesn't stop. Every time you pass a person, just say to yourself, $1,800, $1,800, $1,800. Uh, quick look here at the market. Uh, the Dow, boy, crude oil fell out of bed. I don't know what happened. Uh, $42. Uh, the Nasdaq's negative. The S&P is negative. Uh, the Dow, uh, which was up quite a bit, is now looks like it's getting ready to possibly go into negative territory. Uh, like I said, gold has come all the way back. Now it's down five bucks at twelve nineteen. Um, and silver, good day to buy silver. Listen, silver's down fifty four cents, sixteen dollars eighty three cents. Uh, I've got rolls of dimes all the way down to seventy bucks now. Rolls of half dollars are at one fifty. I uh, still got some so, uh, those other date silvers. Not many, but I still got a few. Uh, you can get those uh, at at four hundred dollars. Probably at twenty twenty bucks a piece, uh, an ounce, if you will. So at four hundred dollars on the old dates. I mean, uh, that's like what three dollars and seventeen cents over spot. Just a great opportunity uh, to do some work here on the on the pullback. Uh, I've got a very small amount of fives and tens and twenties as well. Uh, so take the time and and be smart here. Continue to add to your portfolio. Take advantage of the pullback. Put some more things away. Keep in mind, right? We're going to have a lot of Fed governors talking here in the next few weeks. Uh, they got that rate hike decision coming in the next few weeks. The Chinese just did a massive devaluation this weekend. They're now their currency is now trading at a seven-year low. One of the things that Trump has been all over is how China is a currency manipulator, and of course now they're a world reserve currency. and And I think you're going to see this trend here, where they're just going to continue to weaken and weaken and weaken, and. Uh, and we'll have to see how much legs this dollar rally really has. Uh, because when you look at the effects, right, it kills us on trade. Uh, it, and then, of course, even worse, it just starts piling onto the national debt. Right? We're going to, and this is why I keep saying, listen, we're going to be at $2 trillion by 2020. It's already 2017 as far as they are concerned fiscally. And the answers are really simple. It's not because. Something bad's going to happen. This is if nothing bad happens. 
This is just the pace of the spending that we're currently on. Then you factor in rates rising, right? And I told you all along, listen, rates aren't going to rise because they want them to. Rates are going to rise because inflation is going to come, whether they want it to or not, right? And when they wrote all these textbooks for all these centuries, they always said, hey, listen, when you go through huge deficit spending, it devalues the currency, it makes everything more expensive, and you get hyperinflation. It looks like it's coming. 800-951-0592. Everybody enjoy your Monday. We'll be back tomorrow. 